What if you knew your animal better than anyone else, including your vet? What if you knew where to go for information covering a variety of different topics that allow you to choose the care you would like for the furry member of the family? What if this information can be found with even more ease than ever before? Get ready to listen, share, and question what animal care used to be and where it can go. Now, here's the host of Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show, certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper. Welcome to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show, um, show number two. Um, we're going to talk about animals with arthritis. Um, and what is it and how can we change it? Um, and um, I'm Dr. Andy Harper. I'm a certified animal chiropractor. I'm a doctor chiropractic. I'm an access consciousness certified facilitator, um, speaker, author, and wizard. And this whole show kind of came together because I'd like to empower you to know your animal better than anyone else. Um, and so you can make choices and you can um, commune with your animal on what they would like to choose for treatment or overall care. Um, definitely come in and join us in the U.S. It's 815-880-8255 if you'd like to call in. In Canada, 613-800-8736. Skype at 82zen.fm. And then there's also a chat room online, and you can just type in your question also at hn.fm. So what I did for um, today is I actually went to our... our good old friend the internet, and I um, put in arthritis. As a lot of people throw that word around, um, and they don't really even understand what it is, or their veterinarian told them they have this, or, you know, their doctor told them they have this, or, or in their chiropractor. Um, and so I just punched in it. I wanted to know what came up when people did that, if they were so interested in. And the definition that comes up on that first screen is for humans. This, I just did arthritis, so of course human stuff's going to come up first. Arthritis is inflammation of one or more joints. And a joint is the area between two bones, where two bones meet. And for people, there are over 100 different types of arthritis. So as a chiropractor, we adjust joints. So a joint is any area between two bones where the bones meet. So you've got joints in your fingers, your hands, your elbows, your your spine, um, just to kind of, you know, keep, keep that in mind. Um, the next place I went was the Arthritis Foundation. So there's a whole foundation out there that's supporting what arthritis means in this reality. Uh, and they, let's see, where are we at here? They defined it a little bit differently. They, they did it more, uh, it's, it's from, yeah, that inflammation. And so, for what reason do our, our, our bodies so inflamed? Um, and they, again, back to the Arthritis Foundation, they went through rheumatoid arthritis, which is the immune system attacks the joints in the body, and osteoarthritis is when cartilage breaks down. And then they had a topic called understanding pain, which is, so unbelievably heavy for me because I tend to use pain in my practice as just an indication. Okay, we're sore here. Cool. What's that telling us about the body? What, what, what's the body want us to know? And is, is the point of pain the actual issue, the actual quote-unquote problem area? Um, and, and for what reason would you understand pain versus just, you know, okay, cool, we got this. Now what? 
Um, and so the traditional view um, is pain is the body signal that something is wrong. Um, and like I said, what if it's just trying to tell you something? What if it's not always wrong? What if that, that indication there um, allows for a whole bunch of other information to come aboard and, and we can change things and, and, and contribute to the body and help, help with what's going on there? Um, and then I did go ahead and Google searched arthritis in dogs. And what was actually kind of cool, which didn't come up on the people side, was that those top searches that came up were for supplements to help with the pain, to help support the joints. That didn't show up at all on the human side, but I thought that was really cool that um, us owners, us humans, um, decide, not decide, um, look at how can we support these animals and what kind of supplements can we help them with um, versus anything else. And then I went pets.webmd.com and they define arthritis as a degenerative condition that affects one or more joints. Uh, most cases occur in dogs as an inherited orthopedic disease such as osteochondrosis or hip dysplasia. Um, or those with a joint injury. So let's go back. There's lots of big words that generally, you know, you're, you're sitting in the office. You, you're, I'm going to talk about dogs today because there's a lot more information about dogs than there is cats. And it, it's what I deal with most often. So we're just going to go with dogs. Cats can get arthritis. Horses can get arthritis. The, 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 all of that. But we're going to talk just dogs today. I'm going to go back to those big words because the vets are going to walk in. They're going to go, yep, they're limping. They have arthritis because they're... And that could be the entire um, exam they did. They just looked at them. Some vets do a lot more than that. But sometimes that's what the owner reports back. Oh, they looked at them and said they needed these pills because they have this. Um, sometimes they touch the dog. Sometimes they don't even do that. But let's go back. A degenerative condition that affects one or more joints. So we discussed joints. That's where two bones meet. And so when those bones meet, there's cartilage there. And what tends to start breaking down first is that cartilage, which is a lot softer than bone. But it's the cushion between those joints. So degenerative condition means it degenerates. It breaks down. Um, one thing about joints, and this is all from a traditional point of view, is that when they don't move through their full range of motion, because joints are designed to move. Each joint is designed differently to move in different directions, but they're all designed to move. That's how we walk. That's how we sit down. That's how we run or how our dogs run after a ball. I was going to say we run after a ball, but not too many of us do that. Um, how they run up the stairs after us. Joints are designed to move. So if you're that joint's not moving through their full range of motion, meaning you cannot, let's just use your knee as an example, cannot bend that knee all the way behind you and then extend it all the way straight, that joint or a certain part of that joint's not going to get all the blood flow. It needs to stay, quote-unquote, healthy. And that's where arthritis sets up. And that's um, a little bit of their, their traditional view and a little bit of what I've seen occur. Um, occurs in most dogs with an inherited orthopedic disease, which means they inherit some bone issue. Orthopedic is just a bone issue, a joint issue, you know, um, so, such as osteochondrosis. And that's where your bone is just, it's, it's inflamed and it kind of breaks down. That's what that big word means. Hip dysplasia. Everybody's heard about hip dysplasia. Everybody at some point thinks their dog has dysplasia. 
Um, generally, it's not as prevalent as we'd like to think it is. And I actually will go into specific hip blades a little bit later in the show. And joint injury. So, you know, your your dog um, happened to be hit by a car, happened to get a leg stuck, something where the, that joint was injured doing something. Um, unlike people where they contribute arthritis to immune issues, immune mediated, which means the immune system is doing something to affect the joints more, dogs don't do that as much. For what reason? I don't know, but they don't do that as much. They occasionally get an immune-mediated joint disease or a joint infection. You can have an infection get in the joint from, again, maybe they got, you, you know, a puncture wound generally from a dog fight. I mean, sometimes they get a little grumpy with each other. An infection can set up in there and, and um, eat away at that joint, which then causes, quote-unquote, arthritis, which basically arthritis is just that itis, Anything you get an itis with, your bicep tendonitis, um, arthritis is inflammation, arth is bone. So very, very simple there. So I kind of look at this as like, okay, cool. Maybe we have that. Maybe we don't. Maybe we need a picture, which is an x-ray. And I'll use those words interchangeably. Um, maybe we don't. But what if the body work or chiropractic, and, and that chiropractic, again, like we discussed in the first show is a really broad term in my world. It's not just one adjustment, that's chiropractic. It's what's going on in this whole being. What can we change in the nervous system? What kind of muscles can we affect? So what kind of energetic work do we need to do? So I use that word very broadly and in my practice. It's not always used that broadly out in other people's practices. Um, so what if body work, chiropractic, does more than just an adjustment? What if it allows for that body to dissipate the trauma and allow for more complete healing of the injury, physically and energetically? Meaning, you know, okay, your dog ran off to a ball, slipped, fell on a hip, cried, maybe yelped a little bit, got up, limped a little, worked, and then a lot of owners say, well, then, you know, we kind of walked around, let's say, the dog park, and it slowly went away, and we, we played ball a little bit more. We went home, and I haven't seen a problem with it. But what if that body actually locks in all that trauma and all that um, energetic change and the emotions that are around it? Because just like us, when you, let's say, you're chasing all two, and you slip on some grass, and you fall on your hip, you have that moment of, oh, I'm going down. Oh, this is going to hurt. Oh, am I going to get back up? And all of that gets locked in there, too. And what if it does the same thing for your dog? Um, <clears throat> just a question out there. Um, I see it as that as that occurring. You know, what's it going to take to get that changed out um, in the world a little bit more? So mm, symptoms of arthritis. Um, my dog is limping. It can be in the front end. It could be in the rear end. Um, it could be really bad where what we call in the front end, there's a head bomb involved where they're actually dropping their head as they're moving that, that front shoulder. We call it a shoulder girdle. Um, it's just a term we use for the whole front end system. Um, don't get caught up in it. Um, they may be stiff. Um, meaning they, they they get up in the morning or they wake up in the morning and they kind of look at you, 
think about getting up, decide, okay, we can push ourselves up with the front. And then they use that front to kind of drag that back in. And once they're up, they they, they, they they work it out. They look a little stiff going down the hall to go out to the to the bathroom for the first time. But, you know, by the time they come in, they want to eat. They want to hop around the kitchen. You know, okay, well, you know, what was that? What was I watching? Um, and, and that lameness and that sniffness is joint pain. Now, there's so many varying degrees of joint pain that, you know, you know, who knows exactly what your dog is feeling, or maybe you do. You know, maybe they do tell you, and, and you really do know. And, you know, what's it going to take to know even more of that? Sometimes they just get grumpy. Sometimes um, I had a little terrier. Don't think any arthritis was involved, but the owner's like, I don't see limping. I don't see any behavior. I mean, I don't. She's, she's like, she's doing stairs, she's going out, she's doing everything, but she's getting very grumpy with the other dog in the household. And that's her her buddy. And she doesn't normally get grumpy with him. So what is that? And that's really cool when they come in with that. So we can check that out. So sometimes they just get grumpy. They don't get lame. They don't get stiff. They just don't feel so good. Um, of co- And generally, if, you know, I'm here in the Denver area in Colorado, and it's dry here, you know, I'll have clients that go back east and mm, dog's not doing so good because it's a lot damper, a lot more humid. Or a lot of dogs come in and we do a lot more work in the winter than we do in the summer because that cold tends to make those joints ache a little bit more for them. And so it's just a couple things to keep in mind. And what I've really noticed, actually, with the animals is when storm fronts move through. Either be a big rainstorm or, like in the winter, a big winter storm. They tend to get even more grumpy or they're not moving much. And you can tell that um, they, they're they achy, they're sore, and there's nothing real real overall lameness or limping, but they don't feel so good. So we're going to break here. Um, we're going to come on back, and we're actually going to talk about x-rays. I know it sounds like a very exciting subject, but I have a little bit of a different point of view I'd, I'd like you guys to, um, that I'd like to discuss with you all. So enjoy the break. Come on back to Animals with Arthritis and Dr. Annie's Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show. Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on atizen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at adazen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to drandy at harpersridge.com. Welcome back to Animals with Arthritis and Dr. Andy's 
um, Animal Magic Radio Show. Um, like the title says, we're talking about arthritis today, um, both from a very traditional um, point of view that you'll generally get from your veterinarian and, and other specialists in that in the animal field, and maybe a more pliable, more energetic, more able to change thing point of view. Um, would love to hear from you. Would love to get some questions um, at a2zen.fm, and you can click chat in the menu and just type in a question. You can also give us a call. In the U.S., it's 815-880-8255. Canada, 613-800-8736. And there's also Skype, a2zen.fm, and we would love to hear from you. Before we went to break, we, um, I mentioned x-rays. Um, radiographs, RADs, I call it a picture because it's just going to give you a picture. Uh, because some, you know, as much as I can feel from the outside, getting the inside view of the animal is sometimes very helpful. Um, when you come in and we talk, you know, basically when I start a visit, I go, tell me about Fluffy. That's it. I want you to tell me about Fluffy. And it's very cute. Some people tell me, oh, he likes ice cream and he likes this. And, and then some jump right into, well, this is what's going on. Um, I, I don't ask what's what's wrong, what's going on here, what what do you hear, for a reason. Because I, I, I really do want to know about Fluffy. And, and, and it gives me a sense of the relationship between owner and dog. And it gives me a sense of... Um, Cool. You know what? What maybe we can change here, and what maybe we can't, depending on possibly that relationship. So, you know, they, they come in. I go, what? You know, tell me about Fluffy. And they, let's just go with. Um, I had a German Shepherd in. Oh gosh, I think he was about a year old just last week, um, named um, Mellow. And they're like, he's sitting really sloppy. Cool. And how long's that been going on? And you know, they're like, ah, you know, a couple weeks. And and we're doing puppy class with this training facility that I work very closely with. And 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 I've been there for so many years, and we've talked about so many of these quote unquote signs and symptoms that they're like, yeah, we saw they saw him sloppy sitting, and then they kind of saw him be a little grumpy with the puppies, so they sent us over here. Whereas maybe if they weren't in that training facility, somebody else was, well, you need to go to the vet. He probably has, he has hip dysplasia. He's a German Shepherd. Um, all of those, you know, categories and, you know, judgments and all of that, you know, because it's a German Shepherd, he must have that. You know, what's it going to take to change all that? Um, and so he came in. And he's got nice full extension in both his hips. That's where I pull that leg straight back. No pain. They're fine. Hips are good. But his pelvis was rotated. So that was mostly an easy fit fix. We did an adjustment. He's going to come back next week. And, and that may be all we, we do. Uh, but I did have another chow mix come in, and she was very lame in the rear. You could tell she hurt a lot and she did go see her veterinarian and they did prescribe pain meds for it. And we, I did my thing and we did some laser therapy and uh, it really wasn't changing much. So we need to go take a picture. So we sent her off for x-rays. And what I tell people is x-rays are a nice indication. That's it. We, we now have an idea of what's going on in there. 
I, I, li- I tell people, I literally tell people, I have seen dogs go through all these big words with bone spurs and arthritis and their spines practically fused together. And they look at me and go, yeah, I'm a little sore back there. No big deal. And then there's, we, we're not getting anywhere with our treatments. They're not responding to meds. Or what is going on here? And they go in for, we need a little more information. That's basically what a picture is going to give me. Is It's a nice indication, a little more information. Cool. Now what? Um, and the spine looks beautiful. And the dog's like, I can't walk. I hurt. And so, there, you know, the, the degree of bony changes, which is that arthritis. It's, it's the bone spurring at the points where ligaments and the joint capsule attach. So if that joint, again, is not moving through the normal range of motion, and we have arthritis form, it's usually where those ligaments are attached to the bone and they're pulling in an improper direction. And so the body, in hopes of stabilizing the joint and to reduce the the wear and tear, will slaying down more bone, and you get bone spurs. And they do. They look like little points on the bone that's normally round edge. Um, we can sometimes see where the joint space is narrowed. That means that cartilage has worn away, and so you don't have as much cushion, and the joint is, um, is sitting closer together. You know, if you've ever heard the term bone on bones, when that cartilage is gone and those and your two bones of the joint are sitting on each other, that is not comfortable. Um, and then sometimes, again, as the body the body's amazing what it, it decides it needs to do. Um, to to um, help stabilize joints and to help reduce the changes that are going on with whatever's going on. It'll increase the density around the joint, and that means it's starting to lay down new bone. It's starting to try to strengthen it um, to make it more stable. You know, so I just, and I just send people out to go get that picture just so we can get that more information, you know, and factories are just used for a nice indication of what's going on in the body. Cool. So back to the the child mix, and so things aren't working. The pain meds were only kind of helping. The owner was a little resistant to doing the pain meds. Uh, and in this case, I'm like, continue, please. Your dog's really not feeling well. Um, we took some pictures, and she did have what we would classify and label as hip dysplasia and a lot of arthritic changes in both her hips and both her knees. So that gets really uncomfortable to um, walk. You know, there there was limping. And when joints become that unstable, then, you know, we, we may have even had um, a tendon tear in the knee um, called the ACL. And that's probably a whole other show in itself. Um, and so she was limping. And at this point in the game, because it was so advanced, I, I actually referred her out to, we do have actually veterinarians that um, specialize in pain management, generally using a lot of traditional meds. Sometimes um, they'll add in some holistic approaches. So, like, one of my other questions here is, you know, can you do traditional medicine and holistic options? Whatever that holistic option is, if it's just a supplement, if it's change in diet, if it's um, laser therapy, you know. Yeah, they go together really well the majority of the time. 
And when you add in these holistic options, they generally help the traditional medicine work even better and allow the body to handle all those traditional um, options or traditional medications. You know, so, so you know, what they said on this um, pets.webmd, you know, degenerative disease is incurable. And, and what if that's not true? Um, what if the bony changes could be or could become pain-free or could be changed? Um, maybe that depends on when, let's use the word intervention occurs. Maybe it's when we find out. Um, what's going on. You know, if we notice just a little bit of changes at age three, what if we can change it all and we don't have any issues at age eight, um, but we don't notice them at three? Because one thing animals are amazing at is hiding their issues, their pain, their problems. They they love their routine. They're going to go with you on that walk. They're going to do all that stuff you ask them to do. And generally, they don't say anything until that that pain indicator is really bad. So treatment. So now we have all these definitions, and we have all these symptoms, and we have all this heaviness going on, and we have x-rays, and now what? And a lot of what's in my practice is the now what. We've got all our labels, and we've got all the information from the vet, which is basically meds. Um, there's a lot of other stuff, um, very cool um, interventions that are available um, that we could touch on at another time. But you know, now we're at the now what? And when you have any kind of, let's say, let's just go with bone pain or bone intensity, weight is a big issue. And we would like to get the weight down if they are overweight. Or we want to maintain a really slim dog. Like some dogs are diagnosed with some mild hip dysplasia at age two, you know. And what, okay, hip dysplasia. We'll do that and then we'll go back to treatment. Maybe, maybe not. Um, hip dysplasia is an inherited condition resulting from an improperly formed hip joint. So what that means, it's going to be a little harder to describe on radio, is your femur head sits in your hip socket. And when that femur head doesn't sit in there really snug and, and, and cute, like maybe a softball goes into your glove, and it's not in there tight and snug and and looking good. So that's a ball and socket joint. And maybe that hip joint's not as circular, and maybe it's more rounded, more um, flattened, and that hip, that ball and socket, that, that femoral head moves around too much. That's hip dysplasia, and so there's varying degrees of that. So let's just go with mild, and the owner knows about it. They keep the weight, you know, this dog is slim. And and weight is a is a, a funny topic, especially here in the U.S. Um, most owners don't consider their overweight dogs overweight. Um, so... To have a dog on the slim side, sometimes you actually get judgment or criticism on your dog's too skinny. Um, when you're dealing with something like this, like the hip dysplasia, and you know you've got it, I want that dog skinny. The dog's happy either way, um, more so actually skinny, but we want him skinny. Uh, so weight control. 
that's one of the first things, um, one of the easiest things. Um, and, and generally, we address that first. Um, there's a lot more here I want to talk about hip dysplasia and then back to treatment or intertwining them. Um, and definitely want to go over the traditional medications after this next break. Uh, again, when we come back, join us live in the chat room at a2zen.fm. Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on atizen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at adizen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to drandy at harpersridge.com. Welcome, welcome. We are talking arthritis today with our animals, namely dogs. Um, yes, if um, getting online live doesn't work for you, you can definitely um, send over your questions to me at a later time. Dr. Andy, D-R-A-N-D-I at harpersridge.com. would love to connect with you that way. We were chatting about treatment. Um, and this is where we're going to do both holistic and traditional stuff. Um, we talked about weight control. If if we know we have this label of hip dysplasia or arthritis, we really would like to get the weight down. And if it's if it's diagnosed early enough, and you can keep the dog slim, works the best. A lot of times, it's not diagnosed later, and the dog's having trouble moving around. So then it's hard to get the weight off of them because they're not moving around. And I call that a vicious circle. And, you know, what can we change here? What can we, you know, introduce that will work for that animal? Um, I, I, tell, I tell people all the time, I'm a chiropractor. I adjust things. That's where I go. And we're going to support the body to see what can change. And then if we get a point where we need something else, we add that in. You know, you go to a surgeon, they're going to tell you surgical options. That's great. That is what they're supposed to do. That's not supposed to do, but that's that's what their point of view is, is surgery. If you go to an acu- a veterinary acupuncturist, they're going to want to do acupuncture. Great, cool. And so you you, you got to, um, when you walk in, know where maybe they're quote-unquote coming from. That's all. And and what if you can gather information from each of those visits and put it all together yourself and, and you and your dog are just so happy with that. Um, so chiropractic care. I, I The question all the time is, Mal has arthritis, can you adjust him? And the answer is yes, 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 yes. That is, my point of view, generally the most helpful. Because, again, we're going to go back to the joints aren't moving 
through a full range of motion. We put an adjustment into the neurological system. It reminds all the systems that are hooked to that neurological system, which is everything, your muscles, your joints, your tendons, your ligaments, your, your cartilage, all of that. All of that is innervated by your nervous system. And the body goes, oh, yes, that's right. We're supposed to be moving this way. Cool, let's, let's do that. Um, and that's how I kind of see chiropractic care working. Um, you could do massage therapy. Yeah, we have a joint issue, but all those muscles attached to those joints, they do. So, okay, you want to do some massage therapy, work on those really tight muscles, because if we have some arthritis in the back end, your front end, the front end is working really hard to pull around that back end. It's pushing up to get from a lying position to a seated position, and then it's pulling that back end up because there's not a lot of power in that rear. So what if we did massage therapy up front and made the dog feel a lot better there? Um, laser therapy. And actually that brings me to next week's show. We're talking laser therapy. It, that that term is um, thrown around. There's cold laser. There's warm weight laser. There's... So laser therapy. Um, I do a lot of that in my office. Works wonders. Reduces pain, inflammation, and muscle spasms immediately, which then allows for a better adjustment. Or sometimes that's all we do because that's all the animal requires. Um, acupuncture. Um, in I don't know all the laws in the world or all the laws in all the states um, in the United States, but here in Colorado, uh, a vet needs to be certified in acupuncture and they can do acupuncture. Just like people, they put little needles in all the little points, upregulate the meridians and do all that acupuncture stuff. Um Physical therapy. Your dog can't walk it's, or not walk very far, so it's very difficult. Um, swimming. There's water treadmills and there's endless pools. Generally, if the dog's that sore, we're not going to throw them into the big pool for the fun swim time, but we're going to do a controlled um, swimming session. Because well, let's go back to joints. Joints retain their health by moving, so we need to keep the dog Moving. So a lot of people are like, ooh, they hurt, let's not walk them. No, really, we, we, we need to move them. And sometimes when, you're, you're, when you have that border collie at age two that could run two miles or ten miles with you, and now their walk is down to your po- mailbox back, who's that harder on? You or them? Generally, it's harder on the owner. Um, the dog, eh, they're like, cool, I can make it to the mailbox. Um, make some of them, I think, are a little sad that they don't do all the running they used to, but most are just pretty pleased they got out, sniffed the ground, got to the mailbox. Uh, so a lot of times we're talking to the owner about their expectations. You know, you have a 13-year-old large breed dog, like a Labrador, you're you're talking, you know, 70, 80 years old, and, you know, well, we haven't walked our two miles a day, and, and I go, you may not get back to your two miles a day. And and sometimes the owners are so insistent, I go, would you make your grandfather walk two miles a day? And that seems to like, oh, you know, they get so stuck in what they used to do when the dog was three that things change. They just change. And, and, and what if it's just you change with it? So those are kind of some of the therapies. There's a lot more out there. There's and, and there's energetic processes, there's energy work, there's essential oils, there's, I mean, we, on and on and on and on. But that's the short list. Supplements. 
pretty much all my owners know about glucosamine. And should my dog be on glucosamine? Yes. And whatever bottle they find, sometimes there's chondroitin in it, sometimes there's MSM in it, there's hyaluronic acid, there's acetyl M, there's the, 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 I mean, there's a lot of these chondroprotective agents. Chondro meaning cartilage, protecting, you know, we're going to support cartilage, which again is that cushion in the joint. Uh, I generally just ask people, you know, find one that your dog's body likes and that they'll eat. Um, my point of view is if you can't get the supplement in your dog with ease, find a different supplement. There is no reason to argue with them every morning at breakfast or have them not eat their breakfast because they don't like what you crumbled on top of it. Um, they come in tablets, they come in chewable tablets, they come in liquid, they come, you know, and some dogs will eat anything, and that's not a problem. But some are like, I'm, you just now put 10 things on my food and I'm not eating that. So part of what supplements and how much is, what is your dog going to eat? And what if they actually know what they require better than you do? Um, hyaluronic acid is kind of the new kid on the block, and that's actually a liquid. It's a little salty. You just drop it in the uh, food. Awesome. Um, I've tasted it. Yeah, it's fine. Most dogs like salty stuff, so that's nice and easy. Um, one step beyond your chondroprotective agents um, is, what what kind of diet are you feeding? And how how much can we reduce the inflammation just through diet? Um, fish oil is an excellent way to reduce inflammation. Um, and, it, and generally that can go on their food. Easy peasy. Sometimes we need to switch off of kibble um, or, or a certain type of kibble to a grain-free kibble. Grain tends to be inflammatory. Okay, tends to. Let You can try a grain-free kibble, and maybe that will help with the pain level, because if we reduce inflammation, reduce pain. Maybe we need to go to raw. Maybe that doesn't look like eating a chicken back with bones and skin and disgusting, and a lot of people are like, I am not doing that. Maybe that looks like the dehydrated raw or the raw that you now can get at, um, at your high-end pet stores. Maybe it doesn't. <laughs> and this is where there is no... Um, ring to rule it all. There is no answer to rule it all. Every body is different. Just different, not better, not worse, just different. And what's going to work here? So each one of my clients is like, okay, what's going to work here? What's going to work for this um, being in this household with this personality, with this time restraints? Um, Because if it ain't easy, I ain't doing it. Um, And so, you know, maybe we don't, maybe we're not, comfortable doing raw or or it's not cost effective for that household well cool well what's what what kind of kibble that maybe is grain free and then you get down the road and they're the senior dogs getting really skinny then you have to add in grain to put the so i mean there's not just one answer um traditional medications this is generally what your veterinarian is going to hand you nothing cool great you know Let's try it. And what I tell people, because a lot of what I get in my practice being a certified animal chiropractor is this resistance to doing any kind of medication. 
utter resistance to it. I got it, but I didn't use it. Well, how's your dog doing? Well, they can hardly move and they're crying out in pain. Well, maybe we need to do this right now. Maybe we don't stay on it, but maybe we need this right now. And what if that's okay for for you and for your dog? But traditional medications for joint pain are called NSAIDs. The name brand that everyone's kind of familiar with is Rimadyl. And what I tell people is we use the term Kleenex for all of our tissues, even though that is a name brand. We use it for all the other tissues. We just call it Kleenex. So generally, people just call it Rimadyl, and it covers all of your other brands. There's other brands out there. There's other meds. There's Medicam and and Duramax and and, some other ones that will come to me later. But we tend to call it Rimadyl, and it's an NSAID. And it works well on joint inflammation. And what, it, what we talk about clients is, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. Let's do it. And if your dog's a lot better, cool. Maybe we stay on it. Maybe we figure out what's the minimal dose that they need to feel good. Or maybe we use it as needed. Maybe you go out and do weekend warrior and do a five-mile hike with your dog. Well, you know what? Maybe you need take an Advil because your bag's hurting. Maybe your dog needs a Rimadil because their back's hurting. And what if that's okay once in a while? Um, and so we, we kind of talk about all of that. So I tend to use medications because they give us information that maybe the dog is not telling us. Like if we, like I had, oh, who came in? Oh, Big Great Dane. Oh, named Oakley. And she was on one of these NSAIDs. And I'm like, okay, cool. How's that working for you? And Mom's like, I don't think it's helping. I'm like, well, then why are we taking it? And so we had a little conversation. And what she's doing is she's a big, you know, 90, 100-pound Great Dane. She's actually a small Great Dane, and she's 12, I think. And she was dragging her back feet. She's not picking them up. And then she's actually chewing off her nails off of her foot which tells me either they hurt or we have a little numbness. And so dogs will chew on themselves when they have a little numbness because they don't know what else to do. Why do they feel funny? And so I'm like, all right, so that kind of goes with more muscly stuff. Mom couldn't really tell me of anything that happened, but she also only rescued Oakley and doesn't have a full history of what could have happened so many years ago. So we did our adjustment. We talked about the NSAID, and she's like, it's really not helping. And I'm like, well... Okay, let's go to what's called tramadol. It it is a pain reliever. It's actually a, a resembles an opiate. It's 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 narcotic like. It's morphine like. Dogs do really well with it because a lot of people are like oh, I can't take that. I go yeah, but dogs metabolize it differently and they do really well on it. And there's a lot less side effects with it. I go why don't you go back to the vet that I work with, who's also her vet ask them or let them know you're going to stop the Rimadyl and can they give you some Tramadol. And so she headed over there and that's that's what she did. She came back less than a week later and we have a different dog. She stopped chewing her toes. They still needed to heal up. Um, She was picking up her feet. She wasn't sinking when standing in the room. She was staying up and the owner said, oh, and she's doing this now and she's doing this now. She's doing this now. And so it was really cool. We didn't have joint pain. We had muscle pain. We had some other pain. Will we ever really know? Probably not. But cool, we're feeling better. And so we didn't need that. We needed something else. 
And so then that's just, you know, quote-unquote experience and, and, you know, chatting with the owner and chatting with the dog. And so that was a lot of fun. And, oh, and her body was like, yes, chiropractic. She just, she just soared with it. Again, every body is different. Um, let's take another quick break. We're going to come back, probably talk a little bit more about medications, hip dysplasia, and, and then maybe some um, different energetic stuff that I do in my office we, we can um, have a little chat about. And send in your questions, a2zen.fm in the chat room. We'd love to hear from you. Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at adazen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to drandy at harpersridge.com. Hello there. Welcome back to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show. Um, Talking arthritis, you know, what is it? How do we change it? Um, We're going to go back to hip dysplasia. And the rest of the definition that we started to talk about is an inherited condition resulting from improperly formed hip joint. Um, Because this joint is, um, quote-unquote, loose, the dog's leg, leg bone moves around too much, causing painful wear and tear. That is, quote-unquote, the definition. Um, But what if all hip display is not inherited? Um, I had this awesome experience of one of my clients who breeds Newfoundlands, a.k.a. Newfies. Big, furry, drooly, sweet dogs. Like, 120, 160, 180-pound, big, hair dogs. Love them. Very sweet. I'm usually slimed at the end of the visit, but all worth it. And she invited me over to adjust her um, litter of puppies. So I had six six little Newfie puppies at six weeks old. And they were already, I don't she's 15 pounds. <laughs> They're going to be big dogs. And it was so cool. So I, the whelping box, you know, it's like 10 by 10. Like, that's their container and put mom outside and I sat down with with the pups and they all she's like what do you need I'm like ah whoever shows up gets adjusted first and we'll just kind of go down the line and and she had colors on them so like a blue collar red collar yellow collar instead of naming them and I think I you know I'll get the colors wrong but I think the blue collar puppy came up first and and I you know same thing extend all the hips extend the arms go down the back you know what's going on 
And I'm like, my goodness, he can't turn his head to the right. His left shoulder's not moving like it should. The right rear is all cattywampus. That's a technical term. Pelvis is rotating. I'm like, okay, this six-week-old puppy, I know they play and all, but wow, fix all that. Send him on his way. Very happy with this adjustment. Little purple doll comes up. And, you know, same thing. Um, check him out. And not as bad, but again, head not moving quite like it should. Neck's a little stiff. I think he even squeaked when I put a little range of motion in his neck. And it's not the best days to make a puppy squeak. Um, had to fix pelvis and, you know, ran some energy on him and send him on his way. You know, the next two were, were just little bits. That, it's more kind of like average puppies. Like, you know, birth is a little traumatic. And then, then you're, you know, who knows, mom may squish you when you're feeding accidentally. Or, you know, your sibling lays on your head when you're sleeping. I mean, it, it, it happens, you know. So that, that, that was kind of just usual puppy stuff. And then the, the next one had a little less. And then it came up, and she was a little girl. And she's like... Nothing's really going on. I'm like, okay, so so what's going on? We have this big, I asked the owner, I'm like, what's going on? We have this big difference in the puppies. And she's like, well, the first two were actually born breech. And so they had a very traumatic um, birth. And then Red, as the whole birthing process went on, was actually a C-section. So they just reached in, pulled her out, and set her down. So I thought that was way cool. What a difference um, that that is. So what if these large breeds, if they're adjusted as puppies, we change stuff. They're very, very, very malleable at this point. There are a lot of cartilage in general that hasn't turned the bone. They still have growth plates that are growing. Their tendons aren't as tight. What if we adjust these puppies and change what could have been or what we label as hip dysplasia later later on in life? Hey, just my question. Just what I'm working with out there in the world. Um, so, be, like I said, when, when I say chiropractic care in my practice, that covers a big umbrella of stuff that I do. And so when um, I have someone in with arthritis, real or not, and my point of view is you do not diagnose that without an x-ray, you do need that. So if your vet just tells you that, Without a picture, you have something that's not moving properly and you have something that hurts. That's all you have until you have a picture. And even then, do you really want to lock in that you have arthritis? So, you know, it's, sometimes we choose not to take a picture. Sometimes we choose just to continue with treatment. But when I am working, let's say, with an animal diagnosed arthritis, usually a senior guy, um, I will add in genetic processes. So it kind of goes back to... What if our definition of arthritis is actually the symptom itself? What if there's even more of an underlying issue with the immune system that we can change, which then affects these symptoms of bony, bony inflammation and pain? And what if that immune system function and that function with arthritis is actually um, something in the bone marrow that needs to be altered? So there's actually a specific energetic process that I will run along with assistance, along with laser therapy that's actually going to boost that bone marrow production and change that immune system. 
And what if all of this put together, your chiropractic care, your acupuncture, your your chiroprotective agents, all of your supplements, and maybe some traditional meds, and your dog is so pleased with how he's feeling later in life and that it's not, quote-unquote, this awful sentence that your vet has labeled your dog with. Um, Just some questions, just some thoughts for you. Um, This information was provided for educational purposes only, not intended to diagnose or prescribe or treat any illness. Um, So if if you or your animal have any health concerns, um, please head over to your veterinarian or counsel of another healthcare professional and uh, discuss all of your thoughts with them. Next week's show, we're going to talk about um, laser therapy. What is it? What does it do? Do I need it for my dog, my cat? How cool is it? Um, Please um, send me any additional questions you have to Dr. Andy at harpersridge.com. And so my website is harpersridge.com, H-A-R-P-E-R-S-R-I-D-G-E.com. Would love to hear from you and would love for you to join me again next week for Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Show with me, your host, Dr. Andy Harper, Certified Animal Chiropractor, Doctor of Chiropractic. I'm supposed to keep talking. I'm getting this. This is the second show, and I am working with these breaks as best as I can. Um, Replays at a2zen.com if there's anything that you missed, if I went over something too fast. And again, Um, Any other further questions that hit you later in the week, Dr. Andy at harpersridge.com. Until we meet again, what if you know your animal better than anyone knows them? Thank you for choosing to listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show. Dr. Andy will return next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on A to Zen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, just how much magical fun can you have with your animals?